Hello and welcome to The Big Three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia episode by episode and delves into themes, trivia, and more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. And I'm your host, Cam Koenig. Most episodes of this podcast, we're going to go straight into the show episodes that we're going to be covering. But seeing as how this is our first inaugural episode, I wanted to quickly go around and give our backgrounds and experience uh, with My Hero. So I'll go first. I am like fully manga current and I've watched the show like a billion times hence the like impetus for the show in the first place because i need to apparently talk about it more than i already do so i i'm like i'm this i'm the super fan jess what about you i am the moderate fan i guess if you're the super <laughs> like i i enjoy the show a lot um i started watching it back when season two was airing um so a few years ago i remember i've seen both of the movies in theaters um i i've watched it i mean i've, I've watched it dubbed watch it subbed um for the for the purpose of this show i'm taking notes i'm doing other things i'm watching it dubbed um and then also i do have the first like I don't even know, like the first 20 issues or something like that loaded up on my iPad. So I'm going to be watching or not watching. I'm going to be reading that as well. You're going to be watching it as your eyes go from from left to right <laughs> yes. and right to left as you <laughs> yes. as you read it. Right. Exactly. Uh, Cam, what about you? Uh, so I am definitely more on the casual end here. Um, I, I, I watched the show. I don't remember what season was airing cause I ended up just watching like the first two seasons in like a weekend. <laughs> um, but I've only seen up to, I think halfway through season three. And then around that time, Nate was just like, Hey, I want to do the show. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to just quit watching then because yeah. <laughs> I figured. So like once we get past a certain point in season three, I'll actually be watching this stuff for the first time, which is pretty exciting. I actually love that because yeah. you're going to have like genuine reactions. Yeah. To it. And like crazy stuff happens later yeah. on in the show. Oh, uh, don't worry. I've like I talk with Nate all the time <laughs> and like we'll like record like Nest Pod on like a Sunday when like a manga chapter comes out like we'll be like getting the show ready and then all of a sudden i just hear like a <laughs> or like something in the background i'm like nate you all right he's like my hero <laughs> for for reference those that know like if you're watching this in the far distant future uh, i'm reading the war arc right now where they're currently at and so everything is going as as that name would imply, it's fucking bananas right now. <laughs> and I have no idea what that means. Exactly. So that's pretty and cool. That's, that's that's what's so exciting about this is like I'm I'm excited to get to like the barrier where Cam has no mm. like memory of anything and, and hasn't watched it before so that we can get like the like the absolute most pure hype uh notes and, <laughs> and like and is this show just an excuse to get Nate to get me to watch the rest of this show so he can talk to me about I'll it? Fucking, fucking do it. probably. So <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. Like it gives me it gives me a structure to watch it around. I'm, I'm glad that you both uh -huh. said like the F bomb simultaneously. So now I know I can say that. I didn't know. I was like, oh, maybe, I wonder if this one's a little bit more family friendly. I don't I don't know how this no, is No, the be. fuck it is not. In the first episode, <laughs> All Might says shit. So like, no, yeah, oh, he does. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and we'll get to this, you know, in like season three or four, whenever it happens. There's some. There's weird stuff that happens. I remember watching it with my sisters and, and there's some characters you meet where I'm like, huh? Okay. Yeah. There's so a, there's a lot happening yeah, uh, in yeah. that. But for now, uh, yes. I, we're going to be watching uh, various versions of the show. Like we were kind of saying, Cam and Jess are both watching the dub. I'm focusing on the subs just because I, I want to have like one less barrier of translation in between like what is going on because I'm trying to do like super duper analysis boy shit on this. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I'm trying to, I'm also like, you know, I, I, I work from home, so I'm putting episodes on in the background as I work. Um, so I'm trying to get uh, the feel of everything and I'm reading the manga because I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> so if you're looking to watch along with us, take your pick of which one's best for you. No judgment here, no gatekeeping, whatever. If you are watching for the first time, rest assured that there will be no spoilers save for the occasional, uh, this will be important later or remember this or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. I want everybody who's listening to like, picture this as one of those workout videos when you have like the person doing the easy mode <laughs> the medium and like the high intensity person just like jumping in the background that's that's the Fuck dynamic yeah and i'm the taibo guy throwing fucking hadoukens <laughs> you, i was about to say you are taibo man uh <laughs> and i'm just like i am like a before picture uh <laughs> the the pre-anchor on now i'm a yeah. jerk and everyone loves me yeah absolutely <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, we're going to keep it mostly to three episodes per podcast, but there's going to be some special cases where we do more or do less. Uh, it all just depends on where arcs and seasons and story beats. end. I don't want to end on necessarily a big cliffhanger because it's two weeks until the next episode. And, you know, there's going to be somewhere we do a movie and an episode that leads into it or just the movie or, or whatever it's going to be. Um, so today... We are covering episodes one through three of the show. And without further ado, I'm going to start getting into my notes. My stuff is basically just recapping stuff. And uh, the other folks here are going to chime in with their notes. And I'm very excited for Cam has some spicy takes on some advertisements. I sure <laughs> fucking do. Let's go. OK, so episode one is Azuku Midoriya origin. Just to make things easier, his nickname is Deku. We'll get into why later. But uh, we start out with seeing uh, young Deku getting picked on by some kids while defending another kid. And like kids with superpowers sound like a complete nightmare. And honestly, it is a it's a wonder that all kids aren't exactly like these and just causing massive destruction. It's dude, I would be afraid to go to fucking Walmart. I am already afraid of children. Yeah, <laughs> same. I don't need fucking, oh, well, this one can shoot fire out of their hands on that. Like, no. This one has scary long fingers. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. But can you imagine, though, like being a parent? Like, I don't know. I just feel oh, like God. if this were the way of the world and I got pregnant. I would just be terrified. Thank God quirks manifest at like age four, right? So you're not going to get like a cyclops beam out of the womb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe I, I've also been watching the boys recently. So I feel like <laughs> <laughs> very, very different vibe. Yeah, that changes how you watch my hero. I swear to God, I started watching that show and then I watched my hero and I was like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, oh, if, no. if they ever make an adaptation of Vigilantes and we cover that, then we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll get into more of the boys-esque uh, style because that's kind of gritty. But so uh, Deku says all men are not created equal. That was my first and last setback, which is like such a cool thing to say. And we cut to the present day. Uh, we see Deku uh, walk up to basically a villain attack and then the opening starts and it fucking slaps. I literally wrote, yo, this OP fucks because so it does. It's a really good opening. And it's called The Day by Porno Graffiti, which Fucking like shout out. <laughs> oh, that rules. They have the courage to just be like, this is cool words. I'm putting those together. This is Porno Graffiti. I say it later on in my notes, I think for like episode three or whatever, because because but I straight up just like, OK, but like the bridge where the key change hits in this song hits every fucking time. It's so good. Mm -hmm. It is so good. And uh, mm -hmm. we, we have, we're going to in between seasons, we're going to have like little kind of almost variety show ask mm -hmm. things where we're going to be ranking things and other kind of stuff, surprising stuff coming up, but we will be ranking all the openings because um, they're all 
in my opinion, like they're all 10 out of 10s and some of them are 11s, but it's going to make it really interesting to make a list of those. And we'll do the same with closings too. Well, right now, this one is number one. Number one with a <laughs> fucking bullet, porno graffiti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we go back to Deku uh, after this. Uh, we get the backstory of the world. People have spontaneously become superpowered and in like kind of benign ways, but some more interesting and complex abilities have, have happened over time. And I think this is an interesting like distinction from x-men in that like the normal ones are the ones with the powers and the unusual ones are the 20 percent of the population that don't have a uh, a power or what they call a quirk in this show and deku is one of those people that does not have a quirk and it's also cool that it's like not a big deal in this society yeah one of the things that i really enjoy is like is everybody like with weird shit different if they are you know 80 percent of the population but also i'm really into the idea of like sure 80 percent of these people have powers but like some of them are just like oh i can like shoot droplets of water out of my hand but not very strong mm -hmm. because it's just like something it's just a weird thing uh, I'm like one of my favorite superhero movies is Mystery Men because it's just yeah. about fucking weird superheroes that oh my God. should not actually like be superheroes. But they're like, I can throw a bowling ball real good and it may or may not have the skull of my father in it. Dude, <laughs> My Hero Academia is absolutely like a, an IP where there would be a character that is only invisible when nobody's looking like that. Right. Is... Or like somebody who's really good at throwing cutlery. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and I think like one of the coolest things that this premise does, or I guess allows for whatever you want to say is I feel like a lot of times superhero stories are centered around like power imbalance. So like mm -hmm. you either have like the people with powers are the elite uh, you know, to go back to the boys, because like I said, that's on the brain because I've been watching it. And when you have power, those in power typically abuse it. And or you have people who like X-Men are marginalized because of their powers. And so mm -hmm. like my hero kind of sets up like a dynamic that we don't normally see. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 a, a really like interesting distinction between all other things is they set up the universe where like you have the rules right away mm -hmm. like there's it's not like spider-man where it's like well and then doc ox switched bodies with um peter for like three years until people got <laughs> bored of it and then the fantastic four are there sometimes it's like no there are there are quirks and that's it mm -hmm. and at the the word in japanese is kose which means individuality i was gonna say it's sort of like people's natural like abilities or whatever like oh i'm double jointed or whatever but instead of that it's like oh like i can turn my elbows into volcanoes like that's great <laughs> cool good for you and and like i had heard that before and like it's kind of cool that's referred to as like a quirk or an individuality mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it implies it's not and going back to that whole power imbalance thing it's not this thing that you use on other people like it's just a part yeah. of who you are and people are all different yeah, yeah it kind of takes away from what a lot of other superhero media typically does where just using quirk it feels very informal like it mm -hmm. feels very for sure it, it takes away from almost like the severity of like Oh, you have these powers. You have to use them responsibly. It's basically just like what your hair color is to in this society. Like it's not a big deal. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have a weird quirk that like I have a strange birthmark on my in my head. So like part of my hair is white or something like that. And oh, like speaking of that, some characters just look weird in this show. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I remember yeah. when uh, Ty, also from Uppercut, uh, <laughs> was starting to watch this. They were like, I have a question about my hero. And then, of course, my fucking, you know, teacher's pet ass was like, me. And then I like. <laughs> you fucking have notifications turned on for that yeah. shit, basically. Um, and they were like, why are, are there animals? Are there like, what is happening here? And so I want to like, in the first part of this for, because there are a couple people that are watching along with us that I can confirm are actually doing that for the first time. This is the fifth generation or so of quirk society some people have like rock heads or like a beak or whatever um but you can kind of see this as like a recessive trait that it doesn't necessarily denote their quirk that they have a bird head which we'll meet somebody later on that is literally that but it just kind of means like hey you know my great uncle or whatever was like this falcon hero and so like i have some of those genes in me and so now i have a bird head and that's that's it some people just look weird that's that's really it. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily like denote their ability. Like the water guy that we see in the beginning, he has like a weird ninja mask face or whatever. Shout out to Backdraft, though. Absolutely. Backdraft, mm -hmm. cool as hell. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. Also love the idea that there are people with superpowers that do not like cannot use them for combat. They yeah. are strictly just rescue only. And I'm yeah. like, that's rad. Rescue heroes are are the firemen. Yeah. And heroes are are the cops. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but in this world like i will get into that whole discussion at, at in a later thing because in certain arcs they do like cooperate with the police and the heroes be i guess i'm getting into it now the heroes being there is sort of the like defund the police situation where it's like we don't need the police to do everything right we need mm -hmm. the police to do investigations and this sort of stuff and the heroes sure. are the ones that are going out in the dangerous scenarios so like it fixes the cops like this show rules <laughs> <laughs> and that's the cool thing that like i'm sure throughout the entirety of this podcast we'll have so many conversations about like police states and heroes and power and and like you know what i mean just like the different and, and that's like the cool thing about superhero media is that it goes in into all of those issues that are very very real and it asks big questions and my hero is cool because it's something that's obviously aimed at people who you know probably like pre-teen age like my, my sisters who are like 11 and 12 they love this show oh, um yeah. everybody at their school loves this show but it's something that has has layers to it it's a good introduction to these concepts and you can even watch it in your 20s 30s 40s and you yeah. can like think about these things it's very good so uh the heroes are basically people that have honed those abilities through training and they fight crime on behalf of the government and are paid for their work they're basically just like uber drivers but for crime which is interesting mm -hmm. um villain incidents are like so under control and common that it's almost kind of exciting for people to see it because it's a given that people will show up and save the day and that's a good thing and a bad thing and i wanted to plant that seed early on that it is people assume that somebody will come and save the day. Uh, this time, it is my wife and eternal love, Mount Lady, who we see making her <laughs> debut after Uber yeeting an enemy away from Kamui Woods, uh, another rising star hero. So there's like a little bit of like competition. Like I need to capture yeah. this this guy because I like rent is due and I have to pay. Yeah, it, it was an interesting idea that they are peacekeepers, but also are like the way that them receiving like funding and support by people is the same way that you would see like a musician working. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. really interesting. Like they are necessary for society, but also but they're kind of like opera singers where they have to yeah. like show up and do the singing good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They very much have like a brand and you especially see that. And it's something that I think is 
so cool with the female heroes and like mm -hmm. we can get into mm -hmm. that more as that happens but like that's just something that i observed yeah no their branding and like public image is almost a plot point later on which is cool mm -hmm. uh shout out to kamui woods also for the greatest line i've ever heard illegal use of powers during rush hour traffic <laughs> you are the embodiment of evil yes <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> if you've lived if you've lived in a major metropolitan area with public transportation if somebody fucks it up they are evil well and that's like i actually threw that note down to hauling into work yeah because he's like yeah there's like something going on here again with with heroes and a villain so like i'm yeah. gonna be late it's just like oh well like oh the train's broken sorry i'm Literally. gonna be late going <laughs> yeah. into work or something yeah. or i lived in chicago for a while and like i've had to call teachers and be like uh hey somebody's like somebody's got a gun or whatever on the red line and they're like oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fine yeah it's <laughs> fine it's cool it's whatever <laughs> oh i wanted to point out that almost every hero that we see in action becomes like an ancillary character it's sort of like the simpsons uh if you want to think about it that mm -hmm. way where it's just like oh, it's like oh hey that's there's bumblebee man or like oh mount lady's over there or you know cementos is over there and so it's it ends up kind of being like the simpsons in that way and speaking of simps uh, Deku is a massive one. Uh, um, uh, fans of heroes exist, sort of like sports fans, I guess. But Deku is like the ultimate fanboy. And it's not just because he thinks that they're cool. It's because he's preparing to attempt to be the first quirkless attendee of UA High, a prestigious hero school. We then cut to the school that he is already going to. And we see a class of honestly grotesque kids that are jacked to become heroes. Yeah. These kids fucking suck. The guy like pulls his eyeballs out. I'm like, you can't be a hero with that. What are you doing? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> no, I was just like, to be fair, I thought you meant like gross on the inside because of like some of the mentalities. I there. mean, kind of both. Like... <laughs> I was gonna say the teacher I feel like is also just kind of like he's like oh we need to talk about what you guys want to do in the future for your careers he's like just kidding you all want to be heroes like yeah. fuck every other job and it's like whoa dude you are a teacher yeah it's sort of like if you went to like a music based middle school of course <laughs> yeah. most people are going to go to a music based high school after that right and so he's like I'm not who gives a shit you guys are going to try to get into the hero school yeah speaking of people that are getting into the hero school we meet Katsuki Bakugo now a little older than when we saw him of course uh in the beginning uh but still equally as much of a dick he fucking sucks he calls people extras i love that yeah, yeah. you know that that rules but like <laughs> yeah like it's it's almost impressive how fucking awful he is because yeah. like i don't <laughs> condone it by any means but like i can kind of understand a little bit more like just like your typical like fucking like he's a jock yeah i feel like he goes past that point though oh like, yeah he fucking cuts right to fucking the core of Midoriya. He's like a jock theater kid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, in this, like, literally in this scene, he tells Midoriya the way that he could become a hero is by jumping out of a window yeah. and hoping he comes back with a quirk. I was like, holy yeah. shit, this what kid is fuck? like, this is the kid that hurts animals. Like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But Deku is like, they're friends and he like, you know, cares about him because they grew up together. And it's so interesting that when... When Bakugo literally tells Deku, go kill yourself, he is worried. He's like, man, if somebody heard you say that, like you, your record would be ruined, Bakugo. Yeah. Like, he has, this is a theme with Deku. Deku's too nice. Yeah, this is the theme with Deku is that he, he like has no sense of 
himself in this world in a, in a lot of different mm-hmm. ways. Uh, Bakugo aced his entrance test and is like, he's pretty much a shoo-in for uh, UA. Mm-hmm. Deku has a, this research notebook that he's been keeping since he was like, I think three or something. He has where, like multiple, I think. Yeah, this is his like 13th or something. This is his studying to understand the hero world in its entirety so that he can try to go to UA and be a quirkless hero. Uh, then we cut to uh, a goopy criminal uh, that is running away from a crime that he tried to commit, at least. There's a guy, a skinny guy that comes out of the convenience store and he like beefs up and he says that he is here. We don't know who he is yet, but of course this is All Might. He is like the Superman in this story. Mm-hmm. For people that maybe tried this show and either fell off or they're watching it for the first time, this show is super fucking anime in the beginning and it's honestly kind of cringy tropey in the beginning but that absolutely falls away and that that like typical anime stuff like everybody yelling and like oh and this the fucking sweat drops and all that shit i'm gonna be real you i'm i'm really into that shit though okay that's, that's good that's good but if you're somebody who is like Ugh, this anime shit it doesn't all fall away but it becomes way less about the typical anime stuff later so i want to assure people Um, Because that's what I didn't like about the show at first and why I didn't like it. I literally started watching with my girlfriend in season three and I was like, okay, this show fucks. I'm going to go back and watch all of it. Mm -hmm. So we then see a flashback to Deku in a computer chair with the biggest ADHD energy I've ever seen in my life (laughs) of him rocking back and forth. So um, so watching this show, because I've obviously seen this episode before this scene hit me in a way I didn't expect. Um, And I think that's because of my ADHD diagnosis. Yeah. It literally felt like I was looking in a fucking mirror when I was younger because that's exactly the type of person I used to be. It wasn't necessarily, clearly it wasn't a fucking video of All Might because that would be wild. But (laughs) like it was, it was something like I was hyper-focused and obsessed with the things I was into. And that's all I could think about for fucking years. Like, yeah. Pokemon again and again and again, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> it hit me pretty hard. And then I like kind of went down this rabbit hole of I think why it was like, because like, obviously, I'm trying to like think a little bit critically watching this. Sure. So it's not just me being like, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> but it was it's interesting with how well that kind of lines up with some numbers that I found of uh, according to I think it was the National Institute of Mental Health uh, during their lifetimes 12.9% of men will be diagnosed with ADHD just 4.9% of women will be diagnosed which is kind of wild if you consider like the 80-20 thing where you think of like the people who are normal and can do all of these really cool things that I can't do because my brain doesn't work and I just don't understand why and it like Mm -hmm kind of hit me in a way that I didn't expect to get wrapped up in my feelings about. <laughs> Episode one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I knew that there were some arcs in this show that I definitely did connect with. I did not expect to literally cry during the first episode. <laughs> but uh, so Deku is watching All Might's debut video as he um, saves like hundreds of people and like the people in the crowd are like, he's saved so many people. What the fuck is happening? And he like shows up, <laughs> comes out of the rubble and is like doing like a Superman cackle laugh and says everything is okay because i'm here um and this is deku's like impetus for wanting to be a hero Uh, all might's whole thing is smiling as well as saying that he is here 
and Deku wants to be that. And I wanted to really quickly ask, when you first saw this, what was your read on All Might when you first saw him? Because I thought, I was like, he's going to be a villain for sure. He's going to end up being a secret villain. And like, spoilers, that's wicked, not true. But that was my kind of, <laughs> that was my read on him. But like, you know, what was what was your guys, do you believe him as like the, the big boy hero boy? No, I actually, I'm the same way. He the smile is a little sinister at first with like the like the fire kind of like lighting up his face yeah. and <laughs> casting those shadows like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, he gives off some sinister vibes i will yeah. i will give you that yeah i never thought that he was going to be like necessarily like evil or anything but he did give off the vibe of like that trope of super pretentious full of himself upfront yeah. big superhero person and i was like oh this dude's gonna get off in like four episodes and that's gonna like set up everything and people are gonna be like oh what's going on yeah 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 this is this is Monica magica <laughs> right like obviously way more interesting what actually happens right yeah. so after watching that deku says that he wants to be a hero obviously uh then we smash cut to uh deku confirmed for being quirkless um from a piece of shit looking doctor. That dude sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. He does suck. He does suck. Uh, the mom uh, can make small things come to her and uh, Deku's dad can breathe fire. And so Deku not having either of these things or a combination of these things or even a mutation unto itself, which you, which happens later on, it's wild for him. And he's shocked. He like goes black and white in the anime. Oh, and I, I also wanted to say uh, quirks are not always like 50-50. Like I can fly and I can dig. And so now I can both fly and dig. Maybe it's mm -hmm. like you can mm -hmm. dig and float two inches off of the ground is what your right. thing is. Yeah. And so this is a weird point too that he the toe joint being lost in his pinky toe not him but like the society is uh, it's a sign of the evolution that people are getting rid of the things in their bodies that they don't need anymore mm -hmm. and that's how like quirks are it's pretty cool manifesting it's a really weird point but i, I enjoy <laughs> it it's like something they didn't need to explain but also that they did i'm like okay sure yeah you earned that one great yeah it's a it's a vis vestigial yeah. feature yeah right? it's like an appendix yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. so it's like it's something they don't need they can streamline so it's a sign of human evolution is how they play it off so later uh deku is watching the video again and he's like super heartbroken um but he's he asks his mom like can i be a hero too and that being answered with i'm sorry fucking kills me <laughs> yeah me too very heavy i cried i yeah. cried yeah. oh yeah. my god yeah and it yeah it, like it's so interesting because like you've seen it a bunch of times cam's seen it at least once i've seen it like multiple multiple times and it's still it still absolutely hits from a from a standpoint of this is just emotional on its face but then mm -hmm. also knowing the characters this is like even more emotional so it rules i feel like everybody can relate to like wanting that support from one person and everybody's been let down at one point right mm -hmm. or like ha has not felt supported by like the mm -hmm. one person who like they just wanted to make it okay. Right. You know, and, and like that's something that even pops up. I don't know if it's in this episode or the next one, but like when Deku's kind of being like, Mom, like that's not what I needed to hear. Exactly. Yeah, I was just yeah. I was just about to say, yeah. like, it, he he leaves it off and it doesn't get answered until the like the second episode, but he says what I wanted you to say was dot dot dot. Yeah, that 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 scene hurts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. One thousand percent. Yeah, it's that's something that like back to the whole like ADHD point, because like once it like clicked in my head on this first episode, that's how I'm probably going to be rewatching the rest of the fucking series. So <laughs> keep that in mind. But like that's like definitely something I've 
been through also like there's Mm -hmm. been times where i've been like trying to do something and i just can't do it and i can't really explain why and like i would go to like parents or like people close to me and i would need that support and they'd just be like it's fine i'm like okay well that's not what i really need right now you know especially when you get older too like you start to really and and it sounds weird because you know you would think that you would empathize more with children when you are a child but i feel like you get older and then you look at kids and you understand Mm -hmm. like all the things that they feel and how you've been done dirty yeah right (laughs) yeah and and like he wants to help he he dreams about doing this and he just had a doctor tell him that everything he's wanted is out of reach and then Mm -hmm. for him to come to his mom and her be like i'm so sorry about that yeah that sucks for a kid that's one of those things that like fucking tell me it's gonna be all right like tell me things are fine Mm -hmm. let me figure it out on my own because i will eventually don't worry deku is like a he's a huge fucking nerd obviously and so he he just shakes things off um and just starts walking back home and like doing an all might cackle which which rules until the goopy boy finds him and uh wants to use him as a way to escape from capture by like taking over his body and getting all up in him, which is fucking gross. Yeah. And he was trying to escape capture from who we know to be All Might now at this point. We uh, see Deku's uh, notebook open on his hero outfit that he wanted as he like thinks he's going, he's like literally like, I'm going to die right now as he's looking at Mm -hmm. his projection of what he wants his future to be. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it's fine now because French horns are here. French horns are here. (laughs) Oh my God. All Might does a Texas smash that blasts the goopy guy away. It's my, it's my favorite burger. Uh, <laughs> my favorite local burger joint. <laughs> the reason for the names uh, and attack callouts in general in hero culture are explained later. Um, so while it is an anime thing, it is inspired and it is not just to sound cool, I promise. And we'll get into what the, the meanings for those are later. It still sounds cool, though. Just throwing oh, yeah. that out there. Oh, yeah. It sounds Absolutely. very cool. I just yeah. want to voice my support for dumb anime bullshit here one million percent great i think and for people who are listening to this and this is your first time watching it um or your first time with anime um just like embrace it the best you can strap the fuck in let's go (laughs) i like i think it's endearing right Mm -hmm. like i know that it seems at first like a little over the top or whatever but like if you allow yourself to feel these things and just kind of embrace it like it all it's it's really meaningful. And I think that my mm. hero, like while it does have, you know, like it it has these things and it and it's entertaining for children and stuff too. Like it has that appeal. Like just from the, you know, not all men are created equal. Mm. And and like dealing with like the grief of, you know, not being able to pursue the dreams that he had. Like there's there's a lot of themes in there and there's a lot in there that's really heavy and emotional and that anybody can connect to. So like just I like open your heart to this stuff and it's it good fucking rules watch mecha anime anyway continue <laughs> um, uh we we hear that all might is the number one hero so that's obviously a huge deal um he catches the villain in a bottle um and then he wakes deku up by like slapping him like a billion <laughs> yeah. times in like one second which rules um and then he's like legitimately relieved that he's not dead he seems to be in a hurry, though. Uh, Deku thanks him, and like All Might's like, "I already gave you an autograph in your book," and he's like, "This will be a this will be a family heirloom <laughs> like, for years." Basically, shits himself, like yeah. he's freaking out. <laughs> As All Might leaps away, he he finds Deku like literally attached to him at the hip, 
Um, and they land on a building because All Might can't fly. He's just doing like a, a jump like the Hulk would mm-hmm. do. Um, they land on a building uh, as All Might says that he really fucking has to go because he is running out of time. And in the air, he was coughing up blood a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Deku states that he wants to be a hero and asks All Might if he can be a hero, even though he's quirkless. And that's where the first episode ends. And um, the ending also fucking whips. It does fucking whip. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the opening's better. Yes. But, yeah. you know. Um, I do also want to point out really quick my last note on the first episode. I like how different All Might's art art style is compared to every other yeah. character. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's something that I noticed for sure. And it like very much feels to me like he is this like physical representation, like and I know they like talk about it in the show, and I think it like the fucking opening of the next episode about how he's like the symbol of peace and like mm-hmm. is actually that because he is just that good. But like also like Deku worships this fucking dude and he is he literally looks like he's like carefully crafted to look like what a hero you would yeah. think looks like and I think yeah. that's really cool to the point where you don't trust the like veneer of it right because it looks like oh this he he is just an ideal and in person this dude probably like I don't know like kicks children or something <laughs> well he was gonna throw a kid from the sky when he right. was on his hip right <laughs> that bit was funny too where he was just like if you drop me I'll die he's like oh right yeah oh shit okay <laughs> <laughs> then we get into episode two which is what it takes to be a hero All Might is like starting to give off steam at this point and we cut to the goopy boy waking up in an alleyway while in a little fucking pop bottle that that All Might put him in um, while Bakugo and the fucking cronies roll through and like Bakugo is still talking about how Deku really bugs him and like the nerve of him to apply to UA. Bakugo <laughs> says that he doesn't want to do hood rat shit because he's worried about his record because he wants to be a hero. And I think that's fucking hilarious. And it's so true to his character that like Bakugo really fucking wants to be a hero. He wants to be the best hero of all time and he's not going to let like hood, doing hood rat shit with his friends uh, mm-hmm. eclipse that which i love he will tell somebody to jump off a building though <laughs> yeah no, yeah he will say kill yourself but he won't go and pickpocket somebody with mr long fingers which right. is gross oh god um <laughs> uh we cut back to all might and deku uh as all might's power starts to run out revealing what he really is the hero shit is 100 percent an act because he is like a little stick boy. Small might. Yeah, small might. Yep, his hair looks like an upturned broom. Like, Deku freaks the fuck out because he's like, my hero literally just deflated my dr- like it's almost like his dreams going away in front of him, right? Mm-hmm. Deku was catfished. You got catfished, yeah. <laughs> you, you don't look like you did on Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking All Might out here buying anchor arms. <laughs> yeah. The second anchor arms reference of <laughs> the, <laughs> day. the Like I said, the, the hero shit, like the look of it is 100% an act. The laugh and the smile is literally a flex to fool everyone and himself uh, and to set an example. And we'll talk about like the hero of peace concept in episode three. Uh, villain attack back in the day fucked him up left him as he is now he shows his like scar on his body which like looks grotesque and horrible it's fucking gnarly yeah it's gnarly and he's like listen i got so many surgeries that i'm weak from having them <laughs> like it's it's like a save my life at what cost kind of scenario mm-hmm. and he can only be a hero for three hours a day and deku says um oh that was when you fought toxic chainsaw which is like a hilarious like throwaway villain name um and in the show All Might says, you know your stuff, alluding to the fact that it was with um, this guy, Toxic Chainsaw. But in the manga, he says Toxic Chainsaw could never do this to me. 
So mm. like while in the anime, they lead you to believe like, oh, yes, this is what happened in the manga. It's explicitly he says like that wasn't it. And then he changes the subject. So in the dub it was basically alluded to like hey you know your stuff but this was not that fight is pretty yeah. much what he says yeah okay gotcha yeah halfway yeah, yeah. halfway in between those things yeah gotcha. yeah yep. he's like yeah you you clearly know what's going on here but like i intentionally kept this fight hidden this was like five years ago or whatever yep mm -hmm. it was five years ago yeah, yep. yeah yeah i think that this thing with all might is super fucking cool it's a great mm -hmm. way to have like a superman like character with inherent drawbacks and that's another thing that you'll see with like pretty much every character their ability is like awesome but they have like one drawback about it that keeps it from being like a mm -hmm. constant like powerhouse it sounds like so lame to interject here with this too but like i'm such a fan of that concept like mm -hmm. whenever i've played like tabletop rpgs mm -hmm. i love having people pick like talents and then having a fatal flaw yeah and so like because it just balances things out right like if you have that one thing that you need to consider that keeps you from being overpowered and they do that in the show each character has this one thing and it's really cool if you have one extra point in attack, you'll have one less in speed or whatever. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> right. kind of yeah. the scenario. I like this also just from the framing of like I, a lot of this episode just kind of reminds me a lot of the concept of don't ever meet your heroes. Yeah. Um, and this term, this literally is that like you can clearly see Deku like completely falling apart again because you know the person that he's looked up to and idolized for his entire life is you know he's like oh you're a fucking fraud like you mm -hmm. you're you're nothing you're so weak you're lying to everyone right right and i i think that this show like with all my in this episode and the next episode i think they do a really good job of kind of like taking on the idea of never meeting your heroes like the idea that like, yeah, it's it's super cool to meet your heroes, but you also have to like, you know, kind of check your expectations a little bit. You have to understand that they are a person and you can still learn from them. But well, and I think to add insult to injury and like the next thing that happens is, you know, he asks All Might straight up like, mm -hmm. hey, I don't have a quirk, but I want to be just like you. If I don't have a quirk, can I still be a hero? The answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he considers it for a second, but he's like, well, like the thing is, is that you can't really give it 100% if you don't have a quirk. So sorry, kid. Yeah. And not to mention, like, all the other heroes will be worried about you. It's like a Hawkeye like, scenario mm -hmm. where totally. it's like you being here is like a, a liability more than anything. Yeah. Right. Um, And so, like, he has, like the final answer of the question can he be a hero um and he and all might says it's it's not bad to dream but you have to consider reality which is good advice mm -hmm. but for somebody like deku who like the opening and closing of this season is like all about how he didn't get the support he needed when he was a kid right and this is just adding insult to insult which was insulting an injury this is maybe worse mm -hmm. honestly. yeah exactly <laughs> uh then we see shit like visibly starting to go down across town like an explosion i would you like know, to interrupt know. here yes hulu okay I have Google Fiber. Stop giving me Google Fiber ads. <laughs> Fucking please. I swear to God, <laughs> it's ridiculous and I'm tired of it. Yeah, you hear that, Harry Hulu? I literally give you money. Please stop. Yeah. I'm, I'm too impatient for, for the ads. I, oh I have God. the ad-free Hulu. That's, I don't, but also, like, I'm pretty sure I'm just using my mom's account. So <laughs> it's, I'm like, whatever, I'm not paying for it. But like, absolutely. Fuck, man. It's time for an upgrade, mom. Read the fucking room. Literally read my IP address. <laughs> right. You fucking have it. Fuck. Anyway, continue. 
So there's an explosion across town, and the only person that we know that can do explosions is Bakugo. So, of course, we cut to Bakugo being held hostage by the Goopy Boy, and a lot of heroes are there. There's Death Arms. There's, like, this baseball hero. There's, like, a bunch of other people. I like how every line out of the baseball dude's, like, every single line is a fucking baseball pun. That's hilarious. I have a note for that, that he calls the villain a triple play. Yeah, that's so funny. (laughs) Goopy Boy wants to get into Bakugo and use his quirk to get back at All Might. The heroes we see on the scene either can't help at all or they're hoping just for someone else to jump in and fix it Mm -hmm. and with attitudes like this and a system like this where you're basically an uber driver you might have to ask yourself if these are really heroes and some of them of course are going to be more like valorous than others right but Mm -hmm. in general it kind of seems like the system is set up for everyone to, to think well somebody will take care of it yeah. As as good as a hero society and a symbol of peace is, it gives you like a I I'm not I wouldn't even say safety net. It gives you a floor that you mm-hmm. can land on and will land on because there will always be a hero there. And so I think that is especially as we get into like what the villains motivations are, I wanted to so that those don't come out of left field. I want to like mm-hmm. say these things up front because like it is like a crack in the facade of the building here. Um And it's it's like a hard balance too, like when you think about it because basically if you think about it realistically, right? Like these heroes are basically putting on their oxygen mask before they put it on the person next yes. to them. Because mm-hmm. yes. they're like, yeah, we can't go in here because I'm not fit for it. Like literally Mount Lady won't fit in, right. in the space that she would have to go, <laughs> you know? Or like their, their Cosmo Woods is he's made of wood. He right. shouldn't go near fire. Like there's reasons why they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Deku who wants to be a hero, he doesn't worry about his oxygen mask. He's going to put on everybody else's first. Because he doesn't have a sense of himself because he's, mm-hmm. he's worried yeah. about everyone else. He and, and like, that's the thing, right? It's like it's the balance between like being completely selfless and having self-preservation. Right. Yep. And so it's it's like it's a whole thing. So there's you can kind of look at it both ways. It's yeah. an interesting thing throughout the entire series. And this isn't a spoiler, but this is a concept we're talking about literally right now in the manga. So like, this is not me reading too far into stuff. This is literally me being current and going back and seeing like, oh, they set up a lot of stuff to begin with. All Might shows up there, though. Uh, he he calls himself pathetic like a million times. Fucking mood. Um, for doing shoddy hero work while also killing a kid's dream. I mean, <laughs> speaking of the kid, uh, Deku shows up and he was kind of wandering around town and he seems to think that he kind of like subconsciously ended up there because he knew what was happening. So like I I wrote down a quote that he actually said, like on the walk over, uh, you've just been avoiding reality. That's why you were trying so desperately to prove yourself wrong. That hits too fucking hard. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. And like just, you know, from the perspective of viewing this as somebody with ADHD and seeing Deku, who very clearly has ADHD. Let's let's just (laughs) get that out of the way right now. Um, yeah with his fucking mind palace monologues that he has and right, shit too right <laughs> um that dude is hyper focused as fuck oh um, yeah but like the idea of hey you know i could do this thing and i want to do this thing and i'm gonna try to do this thing but then somebody's like oh you can't do this thing and i'm just like yeah i guess you're right i'm just like gonna keep trying to prove myself wrong but that's just me not being realistic mm-hmm 
Mm -hmm. Uh, And then also the fact that whenever he gets over to that crowd and like sees the villain stuff and sees that it's Bakugo over there and he was the one who knocked the bottle out of All Might's pockets, like how he's like, oh, my God, he's going to die. It's my fault. This is all my fault. I'm going to kill him. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Like that immediate Mm -hmm. spiral is just super fucking relatable. And I don't know if Deku saw All Might in the crowd there, um, but he knows at least somewhere in his brain that All Might is like out of gas. Like yeah, there's totally there's no All Might coming uh, to show up. But people are literally in the crowd talking about like, oh, All Might was in the area here uh, today. Like he'll mm-hmm. like surely he's going to show up and, and fix everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but All Might is too worried that his secret is going to be known. Uh, if he runs out of hero sauce, uh, but Deku with no plan at all rushes in and shows All Might and the other heroes that what a hero does is to save people no matter what using the abilities they have. And this is like a major theme of the whole shit is what does one do with what they are given in life? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like the first example of that. There's countless examples of that later on mm-hmm. agency, if you want to like boil it down to like a word. But it's like, what do you do with the gifts you have? And the gifts he has is literally that he gives a shit. His book bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, literally, like if you want to get like super fucking art school about it, like his book bag and his notebook that comes out and hits the guy in the eye, like what came in handy was his lifelong preparation mm-hmm. of being a hero, right? So he chucks his backpack, he's crying, but he smiles and he looks at Bakugo and he says, like, you looked like you were asking for help. And that little moment that he creates, it serves as a chance for the heroes to get in and get off the bench uh, to mm-hmm. use, I guess, like a sports reference for the baseball hero. Um. <laughs> um, in the dub, by the way, he basically screams, like, I can't just like stand around and watch you die. Mm-hmm. Which is which is wild because he still cares about this guy who literally told him to kill himself right. not four hours ago, probably. Well, and that, and that ties into his whole, like, he gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, and honestly, I thought when I started the series that you were going to find out that Deku's power all along was like the fact that he has zero self-preservation. I I thought it was going to be like his fucking ability to like think on the fly or like his like analytical mind or something like that. Exactly. I thought the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. I was like the fact that he likes analyzes like these heroes and he knows their movements. He knows Mm -hmm. like what makes them tick. Like I I thought that something like that was going to tie in to his personality and like and it didn't. But like still like he is an exceptional and I don't know, maybe that's something in itself, right? Like he's just a very exceptional human and mm-hmm. how much he cares and how much he analyzes. Because as somebody who doesn't have like literally privilege, like Deku's like kind of a minority, right? It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like he understands the privilege that other people have and mm-hmm. that he doesn't have that. And so when he gets the chance to do something that he thought he never could do as of a couple minutes ago when All Might told him he couldn't, then he takes it and proves that he is like literally better at the job than people that are getting paid for it. Yeah. Which rules. And uh, All Might jumps in like beefed up, gushing blood from his mouth, which yeah. is like terrifying. And he says, even though I admonished you, I wasn't putting what I said into practice. And it's that pro heroes are always risking their lives for others. Fucking chills during this entire scene, too. I was like, yo! (laughs) Um, He does a Detroit smash, which Mm -hmm. being a Michigander, I'm like, hell yeah. It's my favorite pizza. Exactly. God damn it. And that starts to uh, make it rain to hide the steam that he's giving off. Like All Might, you'll learn he has like a bunch of air pressure type moves that he uses. And so he knows that he's going to create like condensation by 
pushing a bunch of air up to make clouds and then have it rain so that the visibility of the mm. steam will go away. This is something in the manga more than anything else. Like it, you literally see the rain like start to eclipse the steam. That's cool. Um, and so it was like, oh damn, he like he has a contingency plan for this kind of thing. That's that's pretty cool. I was just like, oh shit, this dude made it fucking rain. That rules. <laughs> <laughs> and the day the day is saved once again, thanks to the Powerpuff Girls. Blah blah blah. Uh, later on, <laughs> on that point, on that note, Hulu. All right. <laughs> I have a page break right here, which is wild. At this point, I know because there's a commercial break right here. I wrote it down, Nate. Hulu. Thank you for serving me up waffle advertisements this time around. I'm glad you listened to me yelling at my TV screen. Thank you so much. That's yeah. Waffles are good. Ego waffles are very good. The commercial also very fun. Anyway, <laughs> continue. <laughs> Welcome to Cam's waffle ranking. What's funny is when you said it was a waffle commercial, I totally forgot that egos were a thing. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was like a commercial for the concept of waffles. <laughs> <laughs> like milk or like, yeah, like pork. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's really funny. Whatever whatever happened to the milk commercials? I everybody got milk and then they they yeah. didn't need to do it anymore. Uh, so after the commercial break, I suppose, Bakugo yes. uh, catches up with Deku literally just to tell him he didn't need his help. Bullshit. Deku doesn't mind uh, as as Bakugo like does like the Japanese punk like wide leg ass walk away like cowboy. <laughs> Fucking Team Skull looking motherfucker. Yeah, Team Skull. That's exactly what it was oh that I was God, thinking it of. So is. Deku doesn't care. He's like, I, I, I saved Bakugo. That's all that matters. He literally decides like, well, I guess I'll just go work at Super Burger or whatever. That's when All Might shows up. Scares the shit out of him also. Yeah. <laughs> just like, bam. There's a bunch of like, I am here jokes. And yeah. like, I am here unexpectedly or I am here because I didn't have anything else to do today. Shit, which happens. <laughs> They're really funny. He says he's there for, uh, you know, a thanks, a correction and an offer. Um, he says, thanks for the inspiration. He says, top heroes all have stories from their school days. Most of those stories have one thing in common. Their bodies moved before they had a chance to think, which is like him basically saying, like, you're old school shit. Like, you're you're good. Um, Deku breaks the fuck down because he just realized he had been a hero without even mm-hmm. knowing it because he was just doing he just ultra instinct and just did the thing <laughs> that he wanted to do. I love that you said old school hero too, because it makes me think, I don't know. And we're going to talk about this in just a second, mm-hmm. as far as like passing the torch, but like all Might is the embodiment of the golden age of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Like he even has golden hair. His skin is like almost golden. Like, yeah, he, he literally looks like a statue. Yeah. Yeah. I have a statue of him right here. (laughs) (laughs) Like he is, he is the golden age hero and we live like, or not we live, but (laughs) I fucking wish. Take me away, dude. (laughs) Spirit me away. It feels very modern age, right? Because you Mm -hmm. have like the branding, the publicity, the glamour of it and stuff like that. It's not, it's not the same as like that golden age, like genuine Superman heroism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mount Lady literally poses for photos. Yeah. Yeah. But like Deku has that he has that quality to him and all might sees him do this and is like oh shit you're like me absolutely he you got you got you got the touch kid basically right uh, <laughs> shout out to stan bush um, him crying on the ground like that wrecks me he's mm-hmm. like clutching mm-hmm. his heart yeah because the first person ever believes in him he has a flashback to that i'm sorry moment and he finishes what he started to say in the first episode which is what i wanted you to say was and then all might says you two can be a hero uh, like all Deku wanted to hear was that somebody believes in him mm-hmm. and like as a cheesy way to say it they he wants somebody to say I am here mm-hmm. and that is like a reoccurring 
thing in this as well. As jokey as the I am here stuff is, what I am here means is incredibly important. Like even in the spinoff uh, My Hero Academia Vigilantes, like mm-hmm. they work stuff like that into it as well. And uh, and then at the end of the episode, Deku says, this is the story about how I became the greatest hero. So you're immediately, there's your teaser, right? Like this is mm-hmm. this is like your one hour pilot episode mm-hmm. basically of, of the show. Such a good like closing line. Yeah. I, I love it when any media does that shit Me where too. like you have like this whole introduction. They're like, and this is the story of how I died. And you're like, oh you're, shit, oh, what's going to be the like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, and like that that scene where he just tells him he can become a hero, like that hit me really hard too. Um, yeah, like that, that very much felt like the, it literally felt like the first time somebody was like, Hey, you have ADHD. And I'm like, Oh my, Oh my God. Oh my God. And then like the more it like resonated with me, like I fucking bawled my eyes out whenever Mm -hmm. I got diagnosed because Mm -hmm. I was like, Holy shit. This entire time, I like had so much like self-loathing because of something that I thought that I was just mm-hmm. broken. But like the fact that there is, you know, something it's, it's weird to say that there is something wrong with me, but like is mm-hmm. fixable. It's like it, instead of just mm-hmm. being like, oh, I'm just lazy as shit. I just need to focus. Right. Like it was just like, oh, there's an actual problem with my brain that fucking hit pretty hard. Cause like, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't think I cried that much, like not like to the point of like clutching my chest and like fucking (laughs) hyperventilating or whatever. But like, Mm -hmm. it it was very similar in that it was like a life changing moment for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that was like a really, really cool parallel that I was able to draw there. And like, I'm sure you didn't have like a moment with like cherry blossoms in the background and you're in an alleyway (laughs) with your number one hero. I was in my apartment. Yeah. The sentiment (laughs) is still there of just like, Totally. Everything is going to change from now on. Yeah, totally. And it does. Yeah. And note here, while Cam is talking about, you know, like being very open with Mm -hmm. with his issues and we have Deku who like is just very vulnerable and open. Shout out to all men and and like Deku for being this character who like embraces having emotions. Like Deku is a very emotional young man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But yeah. it's never like, I mean, aside from like Bakugo who gives him shit, I feel like it's not something that's used against him. Yeah. Like people will say like, you, you know, you got to stop crying. Like all yeah, that even like, says that to him. Okay, this is, this is making me uncomfortable. Please stop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But like, it's never something like we, like we don't think Deku's weak for mm-hmm. it. Like no. we don't think it's a, like a, he's bad for it. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to, to my hero for being like, hey, like you can, you can have feelings and dreams and hopes yeah. and emotions you know. are okay. And sometimes you yeah. just gotta, just gotta, wipe your homies tears away you know (laughs) just do what you gotta do we uh we then enter the third episode roaring muscles which is the best episode title of all time it's good (laughs) that is a good one deku is then now he starts to uh tell us what he and the world knows about all might and it's really not a lot other than him big and him punch he's never said his age or his quirk before which as you go on everybody has like a snappy name for their quirk and all that kind of stuff so it's like it's like mad sus that he doesn't have a name mm-hmm. for his quirk right um he's just kind of a force of nature and he he showed up was immediately popular and effective at lowering crime rates to the point where his very existence was enough to deter major crimes and this is what my hero academia calls the symbol of peace and that is like a giant ball of wax that we're going to get into as the series goes on but it is that double-edged sword of somebody's always going to save you. 
and it's it's probably him who's going to mm-hmm. save you. But on the flip side, it's like, well, somebody's always going to save that person. So mm-hmm. I don't need to do anything. But I think it's it's really interesting. I don't remember if they say it in this in these episodes, um, but Japan is the lowest crime rate uh, in the world. Um, the the hero society and the superpower society has kind of like made the world I wouldn't say unstable but you know it's kind of like that thing if you imagine if Pokemon were real and in like a person had a Charizard and wanted to do something they could mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so somebody like Bakugo if they if they want to be a dick they're gonna like they're gonna bust shout up out, a bank shout out to Detective Pikachu hell yeah <laughs> uh, we then see the real reason for All Might's appearance and his and his ability. He wants to give Deku his quirk, which is called One for All, an ability that is passed down from user to user over the generations to cultivate for the next user. And Deku has been chosen to inherit that power. And he says, you are worthy of this power. That's also just a cool concept for a power. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I, it's it, You always like see a lot of superpowers that aren't like you never hear of them being like physically passed down. Like they could be like hereditary and like mm-hmm. not just in this show, but in like other superhero media as well. Yeah, like, in the Flash, there's like a million different speedsters and they're not like there's no relation to it. They're totally. just like, I'm fast, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, OK, cool. Like my name's Tony Stark. I build robots good, but like the rest of my family doesn't or like yeah. oh hey like i'm bruce banner i got the gamma rays but like nobody else i'm related to did She-Hulk. this is something that you like take inconsistently and improve like it in and of itself is like this cool artwork that is just like transferred from one person to the other mm-hmm. it's a really interesting thing that it, it like builds as time goes on mm-hmm. like he it's the crystallization of the power that spins together the voices of those who need help which is like that's the most hero shit I ever heard in my fucking <laughs> life. I At this point, I want to just quick sidebar and say that All Might's design fucking rules. His eyes being like dark is kind of like a reflection that he has like no gas in the tank at all. No life or strength. He can he can be an effective human for three hours in a day, which is like probably more than me. But like still in this in this scenario, <laughs> I was going to say hard relate. Yeah, God. <laughs> And so when we actually see the blue in his eyes, they're fucking tiny. All Might's eyes uh, and and like the shadows on his face and all that kind of stuff. It's It shows him like we were talking before about he's like this monument. But at the same time, there's no life in those eyes. In fact, you don't see the eyes in a lot of these things. They're all like obscured and stuff, um, which is which is interesting. All Might says he's been looking for a successor and Deku acting like a hero has inspired him. Deku accepts immediately, which rules, mm-hmm. but there is no easy way to accept that power, All Might says. And yes, episode three is a beach episode. <laughs> Deku needs to clean this beach in order to get jacked uh, so that One for All doesn't split his ass in two <laughs> um, because it is so f- strong of a thing. All Might's like, you gotta get, you gotta get jacked or like... This hero sauce is going to make you shit your pants, okay? (laughs) (laughs) This beach is like super fucked up because uh, all the local people have become accustomed to dumping trash. And since there's no one that has stepped in to fix it, uh, the garbage piles up. And I don't think it's too much of like a reach to say that this is kind of like this hero society thing I've been talking about the entire time. Hero society kind of seems to make some people a little bit lazy or at least to make them complacent in thinking that heroes are the only ones that can do something. Uh, the the businessman that can make his hair sharp is like whatever it's fine <laughs> i'm not the person in society that does the important stuff so i'm not going to care about it uh all might says that heroes used to be volunteers which is interesting uh, and so now deku's first big hero act is to clean this beach uh, he has 10 months to get 
absolutely fucking shredded. Just fucking ripped out of his mind. And then we have a motherfucking montage. Let's go beach montage. <laughs> um, All Might in an old timey bathing suit fucking rules and kills me. And I love that. It's so good. For Cam, like skeletons are one of the funniest things in the yes. world. For me, an old timey red and white striped bathing suit is like the funniest shit of all time. It's fucking hysterical. <laughs> and just like that little like thing of like where the girls show up and he's just like, oh, hey. Like, oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. Deku, like I've said before, has no sense of himself or his limits and he is tryharding harder than anybody else has tryharded in their life. He's fucking trying to speed run his workouts. <laughs> Yeah, which you can't yeah. do. Um, and he gets straight up pooped. Uh, and All Might's like, you're you're fucking up. His reason for that is like, I can't just get in. I need to work harder than everybody else or I won't be able to catch up, which I don't know if you've got some ADHD shit with that. Yeah, because that's God. Mm -mm -mm. Well, and something that like is throughout the entire series, too, is Deku kind of dealing with like imposter syndrome. Totally. Basically. Yep. But yeah, it's like it's almost like um I don't know, it's it's inspiring for anybody that has any kind of quote unquote setback in their life that mm -hmm. I'm sure everybody can relate to in some way where it's like I can't just be as good as everyone else or I can't just mm -hmm. put in the same amount of effort as everybody else rather. I need to do more than other people so that I can be as good as the other right. people, like quote unquote good as as them. Yeah, it's it's really cool that this show like from the get-go is it, it it really does especially with like how Deku like comes into this power and just the idea that he does have to work harder than everybody like it's definitely like a disability story yeah like it's 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 really cool that that is something that they don't really shy away from at all like the idea that you know like going back to the first line of the fucking show not all men are created equal like mm -hmm. some people are just gonna have a rougher go of it and to no fault of their own you're dealt with what you're given mm -hmm. deal with it the best you can which is literally what i said the theme of the show was right? yeah like, right totally mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> some shows that like a lot of people get into you know there's like the whole like oh the theme of the show is this but you don't really get that until like season two or four or seven mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh and this is like hey fucking from the get-go let's go I, I don't mean to bring it up too much but as somebody who is like manga current like the stuff that is happening now is like set up as early as now cool and so everything is deliberate in this like a mm. defining feature of my hero is that there are no filler episodes there i made a joke that this is a beach episode that we don't get a beach episode even in the episodes where they kind of recap stuff mm -hmm. there is it is framed in a very important thing that either gives you a sense of the world at large or sets something up going forward the fat has been trimmed off of this basically yeah so there's definitely like fan servicey moments mm -hmm. and yes. stuff like that but they never like you you can't really skip an episode so if you are somebody who's like oh i want to listen to this and figure out what arcs i can skip honestly there are none shout out to naruto yeah i'll put out a fucking flow chart and it's episode one then episode two then episode <laughs> three all the way to 48 motherfucker yeah, let's if go the, yeah. straight up if if you were like hey we're gonna do this show here's the flow chart to be like you're gonna find another host <laughs> <laughs> yeah this ain't this ain't for you go watch fucking clone wars or whatever <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, he declares that he wants to be the greatest hero while he's literally fucking on the floor, wet noodle ass Mood. motherfucker, which rules. Um, cut to the next day with All Might in like a cheeky little parka walking through to the uh, parking lot to uh, go see the the beach, and then he hears Deku fucking screaming, Just war crying out like a motherfucker. Yeah. Because the mad lad did it, he cleaned the entire beach. He got shredded 
to all fuck like it's amazing to the point where and this is i think funnier in japanese because all might does say things occasionally in english but he's like says oh my goodness in japanese it's fucking hilarious that's amazing yeah uh, and like earlier on in other episodes and stuff too he's like he'll just go holy shit <laughs> it's so fucking funny like he has little Englishisms, oh there's a reason God. for that. And that's something that can only come through if you're watching it in a situation where there can be two languages happening, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so that's one of the reasons that I prefer the subs is because of those jokes hit like way harder. Oh, I because, bet, yeah. Because, <laughs> oh my goodness, it rules. Um, Deku says he feels like he's cheating when All Might says something that you receive because you are lucky and something that you are given because you are recognized are different mm. in essence. You have earned this power. It's interesting that Deku has literally um, moved cars and fridges all on his fucking own. And he's like, I feel like I'm cheating. There's like it's this fucker. Like <laughs> it's like the glamour version of a fucking Ren and Stimpy close up when he gets like a, when it, show, when it shows his, when it shows how ripped he is and like the, the Jesus ocean in the Christ. background. And it's like, you're a fucking ripped 15 year old or whatever, dude. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Um, he says, you earned this power. And there's like a little beat. And then uh, all might takes a hair out of his head. And he says, eat this. And he's like, what the fuck does that mean? He needs to ingest All Might's DNA in order to get the power, which is hilarious when you think about how many generations of people have done this before. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that awkward conversation has happened many times. Cut to commercial uh, break. Hulu. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> Hulu. I swear to God. Okay. Why is Scarlett Johansson trying to sell me Maker's Mark whiskey? Yeah. I just don't under like. I mean, at least the Asian representation's good. Sure. What does she play the whiskey barrel? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, come on. Two of the three ads that you have served me over my watching my viewing experience the other night. Big losers. Kind of disappointed. I feel like at the end of each season, we need to rank uh, Cam's ads. So Cam, Cam has said that in the variety show episodes, he is going to have. I am. I'm, I'm keeping a secret running tally of stupid things that I am going to rank and I can neither confirm nor deny this. <laughs> I, I both hate and love that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Also, they didn't like show her at all. That was weird. It was just her voice mm. and like some dude taking oh. a fucking bottle and pouring hot wax on it. And that was the ad. <laughs> I want to go back to watching uh, Green Naruto. Thank you. And Green Naruto uh, is about to get. Uh, I was going to make like a Hakage reference, but I don't know enough That's about okay. Naruto. Uh, he shows up to the uh, entrance exam for UA. Bakugo uh, is talked about in the background by like, oh, that's the that's the kid that like got like he was in the sludge villain attack um so bakugo is probably a little bit pissed about that that his reputation isn't oh man he aced the test because like slight spoiler bakugo is like an amazing student in this whole thing mm -hmm. he like he really gives a shit about being a hero or at least being the number one so it's i think it's interesting that like deku did save him but he is kind of justified in being like now i'm the i'm the fucking sludge boy now mm -hmm. um with some yeah. of these people no one wants to be sludge nobody. boy nobody yeah. wants to be sludge boy deku immediately is about to eat shit <laughs> that was so fucking funny <laughs> which the look on his face is the same in the manga and I, I love it like this is it, this it's really really true to uh the manga in terms of like framing and, and all that kind of stuff which i think is really interesting the the line in the dub is very funny where he's just like 
just like thinking and walking and then he immediately trips and starts falling over and he's like or i just die first yeah <laughs> really just, funny yeah. <laughs> um then he is uh saved by a girl with zero gravity powers they have like she's like oh it's you know it's bad luck to fall over sorry i use my powers on you without asking first well have a good day and he says uh oh my god i just talked to a girl and like underneath it in japanese it says didn't actually talk <laughs> <laughs> Then we are introduced to the best character in the entire show, which is Present Mike. I love Present Mike. Holy fucking shit. The voice hero. This is this is another example of somebody that I would encourage you to at least watch episode three because of the oh my goodness thing and because of Present Mike's shit, because he is also bilingual. Oh, good. And good. he he gives off kind of like a wannabe rock star or like the dad that really wants to show you his flying V guitar. He's like a rock star mixed with like a morning buzz dj he is a dj in universe deku says like oh i, I listen to him all the time mm -hmm. which is hilarious he occasionally will use english phrases um like in the beginning he goes everybody say hey <laughs> which is like really <laughs> which is really fucking hilarious um so i really like if you if you're gonna just watch um the dub that's great but like watch episode three subbed just because present Mike's voice saying those English lines is so fucking hilarious. I, I'm going to do that probably That's later. Yeah. yeah. He's okay. <laughs> and shit like that. Like he's so over the top and like, so good. Oh my God. My girlfriend and I like every once in a while to each other, we'll just be like, everybody say hi. <laughs> And of course, nobody does because everybody is so nervous and so serious about this this exam. Mm -hmm. the, the exam is going to be this. It's going to be kids divided into teams uh, in order to take out like mock villains for for points. Fucking a tryhard Johansson stands up and, mm. and like points out an error. Every class has one. Yeah, absolutely. But he says that there is a zero point enemy and he also tattles on Deku for muttering, which like fucking fuck yeah, off. Yeah, it's like, man. hey, dude, shut the fuck up. Maybe. Yeah, eat a dick. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> 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 eat a dick. But yeah. <laughs> yep. Fuck off. <laughs> God damn it, Jess. We don't know his name, though, so I was like, oh, wait, that joke is nothing right oh, now. It's fine. We'll find out next recording. It's okay. Yeah. The enemy has zero points, present Mike explains, because you're not you're not supposed to kill it. You're supposed to avoid it. And with that, with that out of the way, um, Mike gives the kids the school motto, which is a Napoleon quote, which is wild. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, it's slightly different in the manga. It's a different part of like this big speech or whatever, but a true hero is someone who overcomes life's misfortunes. It says go beyond plus ultra, which is an inversion of a Latin phrase, non plus ultra. Non plus ultra means there's nothing further beyond as in like, like don't go there. There's nothing over there. Plus ultra, a thing you will hear many times. Shout out to that sick fucking LCD screen behind him though. Yeah, dude, oh, they're filming the fucking Mandalorian on that yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, non plus ultra means there's nothing further beyond. But seeing as how there's four more seasons of this show and two movies to get through, it's safe to say there's a little bit more beyond. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is like the end of the recap stuff. I have a little bit of trivia. Deku's name has words for green, which is Midori, Valley, which is Ya. He has Izu and Ku, which also translate to coming out of a certain origin. Ku mm -hmm. is homophonous to nine, which refers to him being the ninth user of One for All. Oh, that's cool. And as we meet the other One for All users, 
they all have a number pun in their name. Cool. So the Deku like nickname thing, right? Like if you're not a Japanese speaker at all and have like no idea of like the cultural stuff there. And I didn't know this until I did these notes. Deku is like a misread kind of version of his first name, Izuku. When written with different kanji, it means like a wooden puppet that can't do anything. Mm. Um, and so that's why it's like an insult that Bakugo calls him Deku. Fucking um, asshole. Jesus Christ. I know. <laughs> What's funny is I knew like what Deku meant i didn't know how he yeah. got the name so it's interesting to see oh if you just like mess with the like the characters of it like that's cool that's what it is that's cool yeah bakugo's name uh baku means bomb go means powerful um and his first name contains to win which is katsu and self which is key so his name is katsuki bakugo which literally means he wins for himself and has exploding bombs like that's Great. his name <laughs> the first kanji used to write katsuki's surname is also the first kanji that's used in the word explosion as well which is bakuha mm. every character in this show has like a five-dimensional pun like worked into their name which i i love like everybody's good Every character that has like a known name, it's like, ah, uh, he's a water guy, so his name means water, haha. Well, and I think that's like one of the things that's so cool about this show and and people who are just now watching, you'll kind of see this unravel, is like there are so many characters and all of them feel very intentional and like all of them are are used quite a mm -hmm. bit. Like nobody is just like, mm -hmm. oh, you meet this person for five seconds and they never come back. Like it feels like everybody has a purpose yeah. and a place. But at the same time, it doesn't feel overwhelming. It's not right. just like here's 70 characters, know all of it. Like I feel like the way that you're introduced and the way that the show like goes down different arcs and stuff, everything feels very natural totally. and mm -hmm. you'll you'll pick up on stuff. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I said it is a joke in the beginning but like it is a lot like the simpsons where you you focus on the family and like maybe the flanders or fucking you know principal skinner or whatever those are like your main people that you follow but there's also like the comic book guy mm -hmm. and like a bunch of other people in the, the town driver, yeah. Like, yeah and like sometimes they have episodes that are just them you know like yep. that rules and later on side characters do have full-blown episodes yeah. unto themselves and that's rad like mm -hmm. i love that yeah there's tons of episodes where deku's like just not in it so oh and the final thing is horikoshi which is the artist that who, who he he did the story he does this this is his baby spider-man is his favorite hero so you can kind of plot who is important based off of what percent Spider-Man they are. Um, I'm saying this as somebody who's like 100% caught up. Like if somebody has abilities that are slightly Spider-Man-esque, like they will get play because he fucking loves Spider-Man cool. that much. Love that. So that's, that's really it. Um, I just wanted to point out like setting up the themes of like legacy agency culmination, what it means to save somebody um, and like the na the true nature of strength in the real in the real way, right? I think that one other theme that I'm especially keeping in mind this watch through, and Cam kind of talked about it earlier too, is like the idea of like disability. Yeah. Because I I love the show, I adore the show, but at the same time, I feel like there are some ideas in the show that are kind of a little bit harmful and not the best which is like also what we're here to talk about too this is not yeah. just me like totally licking the butthole of this show <laughs> like there are there are things that that come up later that i'm like this wasn't cool or this mm -hmm. this could have been done way better or w more mindful of so sorry i need to get that out of there no no and like i think and so somebody who i talked to who really got me thinking more about this because they're just an awesome critical thinker is ty mm -hmm. uh my my editor in chief over at uppercut uh, they wrote this really good piece on how, like, hey, the villains in My Hero aren't 
actually wrong, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Um, because as we, and I'm not going to talk too much about their motivations or anything like that, but as we progress in this, like, there there are two sides. And I think that's when, that I mean, that's where interesting stories happen, right, is when there are two sides. Agreed. And we, like, the society that we're seeing, this the, the world that's being built right now in these first episodes, like, you can kind of see the cracks. Um, and you can see where, like, so many jobs are undervalued. And the idea of being a superhero is all people want to be. And obviously that causes, like, there's a bubble there that's going to burst. And there's going to be people who feel completely slighted and undervalued by society. Yeah, like, uh, they were talking earlier, I think, in, like, episode two. All Might straight up is just like, go be a police officer. Like, that's a fine profession. Yeah. Like, that's that it's, yeah. it's like very much like looked down upon. And obviously, you know, this is a world where cops are not bad. So, you know, take that with a real life grain of salt. But right. yeah. uh, like just the idea of, oh, well, you can just do this lesser thing. And it's like seen as, OK, well, that's still contributing to society. But it is very much like looked down upon because it's not what everybody wants to do. It's not like right. super glamorous. Yeah. yeah, it's like the equivalent of like, you can be a lawyer, doctor, whatever, or you can you can work retail. Right. Totally. You it's know what exact I mean? Same. Like, that's how they treat mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I, I like mentioned like Deku going to work for Super Burger or whatever, just as a shorthand of like, totally. A, yeah. What what a quote unquote normal job is, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not actually looking down on that stuff because I have jobs like that. The only thing I was going to add, and it's a bummer too that and like, this is another one of the things in here that's kind of like an ickier feeling thing. We meet Deku, he doesn't have powers, but his drive and his love is enough to like kind of make him be like i'm gonna be a hero anyway and then the remedy to that is the show's like well actually you kind of do need powers mm-hmm. so like you yeah. get the chance to have all these powers like he doesn't mm-hmm. actually get to help as a person without yeah powers. it's like it and like it, i was thinking about that a whole lot with him getting at least like in a personal parallel him getting the one for all power is like le- get me getting my adderall prescription like mm-hmm. it is just it's interesting that it's framing it as okay cool like you know you have to compete on an even playing field like there's no other way for mm-hmm. you as you are you are it's like saying you are lesser because of the way that you are here is this other thing that will put you on everybody else's playing field but you're still gonna have to work twice as hard yeah yeah and i guess that's one way to frame it that makes it feel a bit better yeah, right, right. It's totally like, it's just putting him on a level playing yeah. field and later on like as a slight spoiler i guess he does get parts of his hero costume that are to aid him and stuff because of like he needs help with other things too which i think is interesting like he has like support items and things like that but back to um the 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 thing you were talking about with ty that's sort of the inspiration for me to plant those seeds of like what the hero culture is potentially doing Mm -hmm. to the society at large because Obviously, I know where the show is going with all this sort of stuff, but somebody that watches the first season or whatever and is like, well, the villains are kind of right. I'm like, yeah, that's what the whole point is right now. Yeah, like not in a condescending way, but like you got it. Like (laughs) you understand that. Yeah. yeah. And so that's that's why I was like, I need to I need to set this up up top so that it's not somebody going like, well, the heroes suck, actually. Like I shouldn't look up to these people. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, there there are reasons for that Mm -hmm. and there are there's you know stuff that can be done better or like you know the parallels with disability being a little bit obscured when you get when you see like well then he he just he just gets powers and it's fine totally but the the whole show is about him learning to use that power because spoilers it still fucking tears his body apart every time he uses it Mm -hmm. and he still currently in the manga doesn't have a full handle on it so like it's 
It is a it is a long, long, long process. But so was making this podcast today. <laughs> yes. The only thing I would say is to anybody listening, this is an exceptionally long one. The other ones probably won't be right. nearly as long. But I feel like we talked about like this was like an introductory yeah. thing. Like we talked about the themes at large, so we don't have to talk about them as in depth in the future like explaining mm, everything exactly just be more like we'll go back and, and i mean things. also like this is something we've talked about because like if you look at like a lot of the stuff that nate and i have done for our other stuff it's usually like the longest we will ever run is like 45 minutes yep half hour podcast yeah. is what we're aiming for yeah yeah and like with this we're just like we we were talking about like how long we wanted this to be and we were just like honestly as long as it needs to be so like th- that's why it's bi-weekly totally so everyone thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the big three next time we'll be talking about episodes four through six so watch those um and we're always going to in the ending or in the show notes as well say what next week's episodes are so that you can prep those and watch those as well and i say next week but next show because it's bi-weekly you you understand we're all here together um if you liked uh these episodes of the show or think that we missed something or that we're wrong about something hit us up at at big three cast and three is spelled out on twitter or check out our Discord, the link for which is in the description. And of course, check out somegoodshows.biz for more good shows like this one. I can be found at Victory Position on Twitter. And you can find me at Just Just as Fine on Twitter. And I am at the Camdy Man. And this has been the Big Three. Peace.